This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas by Yisach Tavshin Payalaf. In this parsh, we learn of how Yaakov Avinu is getting ready to meet Esav Arasha, and we learn how to deal when we are in Golis. Yaakov prepares three ways. He sends gifts to Yaakov. He prepares for war, and of course, Yaakov davens. When Yaakov sends the gifts, it says Yaakov took his family and they crossed over the river of Yavok. And the Pesach tells us in Perak Lamed Beis, Pesach of Gimel, he took over his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, the Yavers Maver Yavok. And Rashi asked right away, Where was Dina? What about his eleven children? What about Dina? It should be twelve children. The simple answer is, as far as explained, it's referring to the boys. It was referring to the girls. But Rashi gives a different terence. Rashi says, Nasna Bateva. He put Dina in a box. And he closed it over her. Why did he do that? Very good reason. Now this seems to be a very good reason. After all, Leah spent her whole childhood davening that she should have married Esau. We see how careful Avram was with who Yitzchak marries. We see how careful Yitzchak and Rivka were with who Yaakov marries. So of course, Yaakov's doing the same thing for his own daughter Dina, not to Chastoshon marry this Rosh Esau. But then Rashi continues, Ulekach nenash Yaakov, and because of this, Yaakov was punished. Shemona me'echod, because he withheld her from her brother. He didn't let his daughter marry Esau. Now, that doesn't seem to be such a good thing. Why should Yaakov allow his daughter to marry Esau, who's a Rasha? So Rashi explains, Shema Tavzirena Lumutav. Maybe she'll get him to be better. Maybe she'll get him to do tshuva. And because of that, Dina fell, as we see in this week's parsha, into the hand of Shechem. This is very difficult to understand. Can you imagine allowing your daughter to go and marry somebody who's a terrible person, but at least this way, maybe she'll influence him. First of all, maybe she'll influence him. And second of all, why is it your responsibility to go and have your daughter marry such a person? We see Leah did it and nothing happened to her. Avram and Yitzhak did this. This form explained, as from the words of Rashi, all the Pesach had to say was, Nasta Bateva, put her in a box. Why Vinal Bifaneni? Closed it. And the Sifri must have explained the Yaakov did it perhaps too willingly, too quick, without a pang in his heart that I wish my brother would be better. But others give a different tarot based on a Gemara above Metziah on Peydalad Amad Aleph. The Gemara tells us of an incident of Rav Yechanan. The great Rav Yechanan was bathing in the Jordan River. And while he was bathing in the Jordan River, Reish Lakish, who at that time was the head of the thieves, he was the chief of the gang of thieves. He sees Rav Yechanan in the water and he jumps off his horse and he jumps straight into the river where he lands next to Rav Yechanan. Rav Yechanan looks at him and says, Wow, such a strong person. What a shame that you're not using your kachas, your power, your ability, your strength for serving Hashem. If you would use your abilities, your great abilities, your great strength in serving Hashem, you would be unbelievable. Rishlokish looks at Rabbi Yechanan and he says, Rabbi Yechanan, who is a very handsome person, he looks at him and he says, you know, you have the beauty of a woman, 
What a shame it's wasted on a man. So Yechonin turns back to Yisrochish and says, You think I'm beautiful? You should see my sister. She's really beautiful. I'll tell you what. If you are ready to commit yourself, if you're ready to commit yourself to serve Hashem, I will tell you, I'll give you my sister's hand in marriage. I'll convince my sister to marry you. She'll listen to me. Rishlakish saw how beautiful, how handsome Yechonin was. You can't imagine how beautiful his sister was. He agreed right away and he said he's going to leave all the thievery behind and he's going to go and dedicate and devote himself to learning. They finished the conversation and Rishlakish tries to jump up to go back onto his horse and he had no strength to do it. He looks at Rav Yechelen and says, what happened? So Rav said, you already went and you said you committed to devote yourself to Hashem. All your strength now is going to be used for learning Torah and therefore you lost all this physical strength. And indeed, he became his brother-in-law and they learned together all the time. But you see from here, this is what the Torah expected Yaakov to do. Not to allow Chas Vashon, Dina, to marry Esau in the hopes that the woman of the house will convince the man to do tshuva. But he was to, so to speak, dangle Dina in front of Esau. He should have told Esau, you want to marry my daughter Dina? Fine, I would gladly let you. First do tshuva. Once Esau would do tshuva, then he would give her Dina to get married. But not that he first give her Dina. And you see from here, if a person has a goal, chances are the person will reach the goal. How important it is to give someone a goal, to show somebody what he could accomplish. If Yaakov was getting punished for this, it means Esau had the ability to do better. And therefore, if Yaakov would have given him the opportunity, look, you marry Dina, if you do better, Esau had the opportunity to do better. What a tremendous lesson we see. You dangle a goal in front of somebody, and the person can grow up and reach that goal and grow to that. There's a Lubavitcher Shliach who's traveling around, and he found himself in Washington State. He was in Washington State in a place called Calum County. And when he was there, he figured, let me at least do some Kirov. And he looked around, he asked around, it seems like in this place, Calum County, there were no Jews. So he went over to the local government office. He said, look, I'm looking for some Jews. They said, sorry, we don't keep track of that, but I don't think there are any Jews in this community. He said, well, I'm an educator. Would it be okay I'm here just for a little longer. If I go to the school and speak to the children, sure. Comes to the school, and they gather the children auditorium, and the fellow gets up to speak, and he starts off, he says, speaks to them a little, then he says, tell me, anybody here ever meet a Jew? It's quiet. One little girl, one young girl, she raises her hand. So the fellow says, you've met a Jew? She says, she says yeah. He says, tell me, who did you meet? He says, my mother. My mother's a Jew. So Shliach thinks to himself, I, I mean, she's a Jew. He has just a few minutes to speak to these children. What could he possibly tell this young girl so she should keep her Yiddishkeit? I mean, she's, she's stuck here in Callum County, all the way to the end of the country in Washington State. There are no Jews near her. What could, she, what could he possibly tell her? He can't tell her to move out. What could he tell her? She says, you know, there's a mitzvah called Shabbos. And on Shabbos, Jewish ladies and girls, they light candles to welcome in the Shabbos. But the whole world welcomes in Shabbos by sunset. You live in Callum County, Washington State. You are the most westernly part of the United States, which means this city 
accepts Shabbos, the last. And in fact, this city accepts Shabbos, one of the last in the whole world. Which means when they start lighting candles all the way in Australia, it takes a long time, almost 24 hours, until Shabbos has hit the whole world. This is the last place that Shabbos comes. And while thousands and thousands and thousands of Jews around the world light Shabbos candles, the mitzvah is not complete until you light Shabbos candles. Because you're going to be one of the last people in the world to light Shabbos candles. So I'm asking you, if you can do this for all the Jewish people, he tells this young girl, if you go home and tell your mother you would like to light candles to welcome in the Shabbos, and if you do that, you'll be the one who closes up the mitzvah for all the Jews. What a brilliant idea. Because he's telling her how important she is, how special she is. And as one could imagine, she would grab that mitzvah and do it. Because as we see from this parasha, if you give someone a goal, you tell someone what they have to add, how special they are, and how much they could accomplish, chances are they'll do it. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.